Good morning. Welcome to this assembly. Have your Bibles ready in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Our presence in assemblies like this are serious occasions about the most serious matter. Our relationship with God through Jesus Christ that needs to exhibit itself in the way we think and speak and live every single day of the week. In Matthew 6, 33, I want to concentrate on this familiar statement. Seek first the kingdom of God. Context. This discourse is introduced back in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 1, where the inspired writer says that seeing the crowds... He went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. You'll notice in your Bible a section in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, 6, and 7. And sometimes, if your Bible has a heading, at the top of chapter 5, it will say something like the Sermon on the Mount. One of the best known of all sermons recorded in the New Testament. It is the gospel of the kingdom. That is to say, this teaching needs to be lived out in the lives of those who've obeyed the gospel. Here's what I want to do today. I'll start this morning and finish tonight at the five o'clock. Seven reasons why we need to seek first the kingdom of God. Seven reasons why we need to seek first the kingdom of God. Let me take a moment first to address this word seek. It doesn't mean just to look at something. It is much more than just passing interest. Seek in the New Testament is about the trajectory of our lives to stay on course in the right direction as God has said. Seek takes in the trajectory of our lives staying on course as God has prescribed. Can I bring up then two other places very near our context where this word is used. And you heard this a few moments earlier. Look further into Matthew chapter 7 at verse 7. There is the passage about see, uh, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And then it continues with another statement the one who seeks finds. So I say to us again, this is about the active and consistent trajectory of our life. More than just passing interest. More than just showing up for an event. This is seeking first to live according to God's sovereignty, and the reign of Christ over His kingdom. New Testament Christianity 
is never represented as just a part of your life or something you do once in a while if you feel like it or something that you just talk about. This must be my priority, seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, believing that, we're going to address the why. Reasons why we need to seek first the kingdom of God. Number one, God made you in His image. This is where the Bible starts. Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 27. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27 So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. There are many passages in the Bible that talk about an image or images. Nebuchadnezzar, in the book of Daniel, had a huge image constructed and he commanded everyone to bow down before it. In the Mosaic law, God said, Do not act in a corrupting way by making a graven image. The prophet spoke with great boldness against metal and wooden images as objects of worship. In Acts 17 verse 20, Paul, <coughs> Paul came to Athens and he spoke to the people there about images, he said, formed by the art and the imagination of man. And in Revelation, of course, we remember the image of the beast. And so the term and the concept of image is all over Scripture, but this is different. God created man in his own image. It is here that the word image has the highest possible connotation, the highest possible meaning. God created man in his own image. Now, this does not mean that we are deity. It means we were made by deity, and God has conferred upon us the ability of choice. A rock doesn't have the capacity to choose love or hate. Trees cannot develop character such as we are able to develop. Animals do not have the power to hear, believe, and obey the gospel. We have, therefore, a special place in God's creative work. And we are challenged and we are invited everywhere in Scripture to use the power of choice to activate our free will to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I am blessed to be able to do that. You are blessed to be able to seek 
First, God and His righteousness as one made in His image. Why should we seek first the kingdom of God? God made you in His image. Christ gave His life to redeem you from the sin that marred that image. In 1 Peter 3 and verse 18, Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. You know, there are some things I've read in the Bible, and to save my soul I cannot remember. There are specific geographic references and locations. There are names of people only mentioned a few times in the Old Testament. I cannot recite from memory the laws in the book of Leviticus. I cannot recall or tell you everything I've ever read in the Bible. But some things I cannot forget. You cannot forget. The Lord's Supper that we observed a few moments ago, that we observe every first day of the week, does not memorialize some obscure person or place in the Bible or some passage in Leviticus. It is to remember the Christ who gave His life to redeem us from sin. And this becomes another reason to seek first the kingdom. If you have been baptized into Christ, that response to the grace of God brings you into the everlasting kingdom. As a citizen, this is your task, your purpose, your way of life. Seek first the kingdom. No competing priority can be allowed to take you from this task of good spiritual citizenship. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Christ died so that you can live in this manner. Why must I seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness? Because the world is passing away. 1 John chapter 2. In a moment I'm going to read 15 to 17. The Apostle John wrote to Christians who were doing their best to discern and sort through the variety of voices and messages and influences that were a part of their culture. There were those who were not giving love the value Christ gave to it. John refers to that in 1 John 2, 7. I'm writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in Him and in you, because... The darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. 
Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause of stumbling. The recipients of the letter are sorting through all kinds of attitudes and viewpoints and influences. And John said, here's where you ought to be living. And he said this in verse 18. 1 John 2, 18, children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so many Antichrists have come, therefore we know it is the last hour. So you get this idea that the readers were sorting through all this chaos that was going on, different doctrines and worldviews and attitudes that needed to be correct. John had to say to his readers, if you were born into the family of God, you can't continue in sin. You have to test the spirits and keep yourselves from idols. All these waves of temptation required stern resistance <clears throat> because, John said, the world is passing away. I'm at verses 15 to 17, 1 John 2. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. There is a song that's in our book. Many of us grew up singing this song. This world is not my home. It came from an African-American spiritual composition when people wanted to remind themselves that their earthly troubles would not last forever. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. John says the world is passing away. So what do I do? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I found this statement a few days ago I'd like for us to think about. Failure is being successful at the things that don't really matter. Failure is being successful at the things that don't really matter. Responsibility matters. Love matters. Attitude, obedience to God, Bible reading, godly living, worship, those are the things that matter. Being noticed and praised and celebrated by your peers must never be our priority. The vain accumulation of wealth for its own sake we must not seek. Failure is being successful at the things that don't really matter. So what ought I to do? Seek first the kingdom. We were made in God's image Christ died for us, and this world is passing away. And one more for this morning. It is appointed for man to die and then face 
judgment. I'm going to take us to Hebrews chapter 9. I'm going to read this passage in the context of Hebrews. The inspired writer is addressing Christians of Jewish background, and these people are being tempted to drift away from what they had heard and what they had committed to, the gospel of Christ. In this passage, there are two key points. One, where is Christ now? And two, the certainty of His appearance a second time, when there will be judgment. Hebrews 9, 24 to 28, For Christ has entered, not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, not to appear in the pres- uh, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer Himself repeatedly, as the high priest enters the holy places every year, with blood not his own, for then he would have had for then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world but as it is he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself and just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment so Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for Him. If we believe what the New Testament says about where Christ is now, and we believe the promise of His second coming and the judgment, how could we not be foundational in our motivation to seek first the kingdom. You know, I think what we may do that isn't realistic, we think of death mostly in terms of somebody else dying. And the closer the person is, the greater and deeper our thoughts about the reality of death. And add to that, If there are several deaths of people you know in a short period of time, that may have greater impact. But the biblical truth about death needs to be taken personally. When I read passages like this, I need to realize this is me. I will die, I will face judgment. There are all kinds of ways people think of this and all kinds of things people do in terms of survivorship and your last will and testament and prearrangements. Yet, those matters do not take us to the most serious consideration of where we will spend eternity. And you know what this relates to? What we're doing right now in our relationship with God. And if you have the hope of the gospel in your heart, you need to keep it there. But also remember, we all know people who don't have the hope of the gospel. We want to have the hope of heaven. And we want everyone we know to have it, even people we don't know we want them to have it. So beginning Friday night, 
Mark Roberts will be here to show the way toward hope, having hope, cherishing the hope God's grace offers, and being zealous for others to embrace the gospel of hope. All of us need to be here for that. And all of us need to invite our friends and neighbors and family <coughs> to come and hear the gospel of hope. It is what kingdom citizens do as we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Is there someone here without this hope and you recognize the sovereignty of God. You regard the Bible as the Word of God. <clears throat> Christ is the Son of God. Sin is the problem. Christ is the solution. Hearing that message, you believe in Christ, confessing your, your, your faith in Him, you repent of your sins, you can be baptized and live faithfully and embrace the hope of the gospel. Let's be standing as we sing.